you should get prosecuted for it. Not, eh, give them a pass. And I, and this has nothing to do with where you grew up, how tall you are, if you're green, yellow, or blue. It's this is the rule. This is the consequence. Like driving, everybody knows this this the speed limit, and everybody knows you could get away with going a little bit over. But it, most people, common sense, know once you push that double digit zone, you put yourself in harm's way. There should be, you know. You get busted speeding, as I told my kids. You throw up your arms, you, you admit it, and you ask for forgiveness. I was only going 11 over the speed yeah. limit, officer. So, but um, it, the thing is, too, is the coddling. And what's happened oh. is our, our organizations have coddled criminals. And, I mean, there's kids that call DCFS on their parents and they're encouraged to do that so old school discipline is out the door and this is where we come again and we talk about organizations and making sure that we're 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 enforcing the rule of law and we're allowing a family structure where common sense policies are pushed as I was talking about with the homeschooling you know we can dig deeper into policy but it's become totally to be honest out of control so how do you stay inspirational in all of this and the question is is you know you know what what you're serving in my case it's i serve god and god gives me a joy to 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 love others i mean i don't always like people and they don't always like me that's that's okay that's okay it's like hey man i don't like you because it was raining outside you got no hair and the hair ran right off your head the rain ran ran right off your head with no water you got no hair you know you can't please everyone right but the thing is is for us to, to really be a positive influence in society and to really uh embrace family structure and god that keeps us positive 100 percent. and you bring up something interesting i i coach people and coach businesses and um i've done a lot of reading about servant leadership and it's not a new concept it's Mm -hmm. it's funny because there's been books put out there and articles that make this seem like servant leadership is a new concept it's not leaders are out there to lead and lead in a way that 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 develop followers that gladly want to follow you because they know that you have their interests in mind and they know that you're a man of character and that you have integrity and that you're committed to not just their goals but doing what's right for everybody so this servant leadership style out there that they're, they're, they offer classes on and whatnot. To me, is nothing different than I've seen my parents do as leaders of the household. Did I've seen other business people do? About three weeks ago, I had a gentleman on here, uh, Trevor Olson, who runs runs a company, uh, and his mission is he's a it's a Christian driven company, and their mission statement basically is the golden rule. Do unto others as you would want done to you. You know, we treat our employees, we treat our vendors, we treat anybody the way we'd want to be treated. And they were worried about putting that on their letterhead. And we decided to do it. And we did. And we received mass amounts of uh, accolades. And people would call and say, I love your mission. And like you said, 
people want to be united. People want to be able to talk about their faith without having to look over their shoulder and be worried, are you offending somebody? Because, as you said, back to the coddling, you know, your feelings don't trump what's right out there. And we've allowed that because... You know, when you leave here, I'm going to give you a participation trophy for coming on the show. You know, thank just you, like, Brian. You know, Is it made of chocolate or it'll melt <laughs> as soon as I walk out? Yeah. <laughs> exactly right, because you, you deserve one, right? Because oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, and you talk about coddling. I mean, and and I coached 20 years of football from high school on down, and and in basketball, and watching the change in that direction of coaches, and some change needed to happen. I'm a I'm a Bobby Knight fan, but he went a little overboard. Uh, Brian, don't kick me in the shins, shins like he yeah. did his kid. His kid, right? <laughs> I, uh, I grabbed my kid by the face mask a couple times. Don't make me walk 20 miles after a game and with no bus. No, but no. Yeah. But the bottom line is this. I agree with you. The thing is, is we need leaders, not followers. We have too many followers. And, and let me put it this way. Anything you do, when you serve politically, you serve your clients and your business, you serve your community, you serve as a, a volunteer in a church or whatever, you are being looked upon. People are watching you. People want to follow leaders. And what we've seen is we've seen polarization in this country and principles have gone out the door. Okay. When I ran, I'm going to say this is a good example for office. And I said, Hey, I'm running as a JFK Democrat. I look behind me. Nobody was there. A lot of people abandoned me. They jumped out of the foxhole and they ran the other way. And that's okay. I got God. I'm good. He got my back. But the thing is, is we need leadership and we need leadership based off of principles. Not we're going to survey to see the popular vote. We're going to decide when life begins, you know, 16 weeks, 19 months. We're going to decide who is going to determine what gender they are. We're going to determine what uh, parental notification is. Uh, and we're going to do a survey based off of the public. No, we have to stick to There's right our principles. There's right and wrong. There's- and, and that's where, like you said, it's servant leadership. We need leaders that are going to be principle based and not waver. And then people will follow and they become, that's how you become a leader by becoming a good follower, right? Hundred percent. Like I always say, you never want to be the smartest guy in the room. It's not hard for me. Hey, I you... took the ACT twice, <laughs> or no, my IQ is one twenty, and I said I got sixty twice. You know, so I'm, you know. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That that works, and and you don't want to be that smartest guy because you you stop learning. And the minute you stop learning, like the minute you stop growing, like the minute you stop serving, you start to die and that, you die a, spiritually you die emotionally absolutely you die you really start to die no i agree with you learning i'm always learning because everything's changing but learning for the better to to, to serve others absolutely Percent. all right dave let's we're going to take a break hear a little word from our sponsors and we will be back with dave dewater thank you three one five welcome back this is the quad father we're here with dave dewar and enjoying a little conversation that um, I, I don't want to say it's deep. I just think it's heartfelt in, in topics that that as our country moves forward and people move forward um, are, are topics that need to be considered and, and thought of and thought deeply of um, as, a, as a parent. You know, years ago, it's funny, you know, it was like kids are meant to be seen, not heard. 
And um, I still kind of believe in that uh, because, man, as, a, as young kids, they don't have the ability to process a ton of things uh, as, at an adult level. And the things that are being pushed upon them now, let alone the ability to get online and look at stuff that their minds aren't able to process sure. truly. Um, we as parents, uh, as coaches, as teachers, as in, in any way, shape, or form, you know, that comes back to that servant leadership, we really have to be there to get in their heads to almost tell them how to think. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, no, I, I agree. Um, you know, uh, as I mentioned earlier, growing up, I was raised without a father, but I looked to uh, my older brothers. They were guiding lights, and then, thank God, I got involved in sports, basketball. I was what they call a gym rat. I love basketball. I grew up with a basketball. And uh, some of the coaches I came across, as far as team, uh, you know, being a team player, uh, working within a unit, working within a structure. And a lot of those principles actually helped me in life. And not only thinking about myself, but thinking about others. And as we talk here about the family structure, it's been broken down and it's become a me, me, me society instead of us or the betterment of society or serving others. And so how can you be inspirational? Well, you know, I never know who I'm going to run into every day, whether it's in sales, whether it's his Uncle Sam, whether sure. it's in what have you. So I always try to say something positive because I don't know the pain that they're suffering. And I always try to be positive. And some people, they're not all that cheerful, okay? And that, uh, uh, but you try to be positive. You try to be pleasant. Uh, what helps me is my faith, as I mentioned earlier, and you don't know what people are going through, but by doing that, it makes a difference instead of this polarization. You know, I do have people that, believe it or not, don't agree with me politically, but I still embrace them. I still have friendship with them. We need to get to the point where we can agree to disagree and we can discuss things civilly, not emotionally, based on facts and not a bunch of emotional nonsense. Man, I, I, I use that statement all the time. Whatever happened to agreeing to disagree, whatever happened to sticks and stones will break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Huh? I mean, we, we have just so backpedaled into a... Uh, I call it soft world, and actually, I, my last book, um, which you can find on Barnes and Noble, is called "Developing True Grit." Grit is a word you don't hear anymore, and it is a word. John Wayne, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That whole genre of actors. I mean, you know, sure, Clint sure. Eastwood. Go back. I mean, we could sit here in the, the, the next fifteen minutes and name sure, yeah. gritty men yeah. that, that we grew up as role models. Right. You know that these were and, and unbelievably good role models sure um from what we saw they were men they made mistakes that were we are not beyond making mistakes but i don't define somebody by one 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 thing they say or one bad act because we've all been there if i was def defined by one thing i said or an act i had and and did something that was just not the sharpest thing we'd all be in, in a bad you just took my McDonald's French fries. I'll forgive you. For that. <laughs> there you go. Exactly right. right. I mean, but we just uh, 
we, we have to get back to a, a gritty mindset of people. Um, and, and it starts with our kids because they are being just attacked to, at a high level. And, and the family. The family is, is, is being uh, definitely divided. And I don't think people realize something as simple as what we all went through and we all suffered. The, uh, COVID did not have a party affiliation. Every, nobody escaped it. It affected death everybody. is death. Every yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and 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 it didn't just hit certain groups. It didn't just affect the rich. It didn't just affect the poor. It didn't affect the Irish. It didn't affect it just the Italians. It affected everybody. And the biggest impact that I saw out of it, outside of the, the people who have passed from it which is a, a, a tragedy and then what their families had to deal with with not being able to be with some of their loved ones is the division it brought within the family in two ways one was the ones who wanted to get as i call it the jab and the ones who didn't want to get the jab right and that caused her horrendous i mean it broke up families it broke up lifetime friends it broke up businesses and then they took it further and it was the whole masking. So, you know, the people who didn't want to mask, people who did. And you talk about an experiment that was played on us um, that, that divided. Yeah, I mean, really, as we talked about this, we talked about the, the socialism. And the bottom line is destroy the family structure between a man and a woman. Destroy capitalism. Destroy, um, you know, uh, people to be civil to each other. Destroy the rule of law, and to divide and conquer. Uh, a book I had read was "Rules for Radicals" by Saul Linsky, and in his foreword, he gives homage to Lucifer, the devil. That's right. So the bottom line is, that might sound a little radical, but you say a lot of these things, and a lot of people that agreed now are like, wait a minute. If I would have taken some vitamin D3, I wouldn't have gotten the COVID as much as somebody that did. Why did it take a year for the media to say that? Why did Dr. Robert Malone say it's a genetically modified mRNA and I wouldn't advise it? Why have these people been censored? So as the information's come out there, that's why I thank God for discernment because believe it or not, I make mistakes. But the thing is, is if somebody got the jab, I'm like, okay, me, I walked around with my face mask exempt card from the Freedom to Breathe Agency, and I, I didn't believe that based off of the facts I received. So the thing is, is we're getting back to, we like, we should really be able to talk about these issues and not a, let a government, not let a large entity such as Facebook or what have you censor this, and we should really talk civilly about these things. I have conversations about abortion. I'll say to somebody, when do you believe life begins? I believe is when the sperm hits the egg. Do you believe it at six weeks with an ultrasound where you see a heartbeat and you have fingers and legs, if that's a human being? Do you believe it at 13 weeks with Roe versus Wade that was reversed and gone to the States? Do you believe it at 20 weeks, 26 weeks? 39 weeks that's a full baby you don't see that most common sense people see these things but they're afraid to talk about these things and we need to have these conversations civilly to make sure we're independent thinkers which we are as civil human beings and not be influenced by governments or by social media platforms or emotion because emotion you know they say follow again another term that 
maybe somebody should be throat punched. I should, probably shouldn't say that, but follow the science. It's okay to follow the science when it suits you. You have some ice, Brian. You still say, have a good right cross now. <laughs> they, but they don't need to follow science when it doesn't fit their narrative. Because at some point, and, and I've asked doctors this, a baby, a, a, a fetus is considered a human being. It always I mean, has it, and it, it always that's will, yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, right. Now, you know, whether you may believe it's earlier than science says, but once science says that, yeah. and basically 99% of the world agreed based on common sense. Sure, sure. We can't now all of a sudden go back and declare that, like, that's well, different now. I mean... Right, and this this comes to agendas and policies again, which I've looked at. Uh, we have things with no parental consent for, uh, you know, uh, teenagers getting abortions here in Illinois. Does that make sense that a parent wouldn't know? Uh, kids that are determined at four, six, eight, nine years old that want to get a gender change, right? And th- and they're going to be give them gender blockers without they the parents. They don't even know how to spell Right, right, and they're changing. These are common sense things, and even people that supported certain uh, politicians or parties or what have you are, are backpedaling on this. These are common sense things that should be talked about and and this is where we can be inspirational we can be loving uh and really have these conversations and be be, be a pillar in the community i agree and but we need more people like you and i to be willing to stand up and have these conversations because i believe we've been so put back into our seats we're worried about Oh gee, what what if the president of my company hears this or hears me? Well, I've seen it a lot. Will I lose my job? Well, well, no. I've had people that don't want to do. You know, they might not want to do business with me because of my beliefs. Right, I've seen oh, 100%. that, and then and it's like okay, you know, but I treat them the same. If I see them, right. it's like, hey, we're good. Like I said, I love you in the Lord, and I'll move on. But it, we need to be principled and not put everything on the dollar bill. I've seen people yeah. that have abandoned that, and I agree with you, Brian. Yeah, that uh, yeah, the the dollar bill or taking a stance based on one issue um, blows my mind that somebody would vote for any party based on one issue. And not look at the bigger good, not look at the whole picture of what's going on. You know, that's like, you know, stepping over a dollar to pick up a dime because they think they believe in dimes and dimes are are their holy grail. But they're stepping over a dollar to get to their dime and not looking at the bigger picture. We have a saying called social issues are fiscal issues and social issues are moral issues. So if somebody says on the social issue of abortion or immigration or, uh, you know, LGBTQ with sex change, we don't agree with that morally. Do you agree with that financially? You realize you're paying for that. When you eliminate people, you're paying because you're losing those future taxpayers. And the thing is, is I don't often hear those issues expressed as much as they should and they need to be. But people are fearful of retaliation through groups and otherwise. And that's why we need to have these conversations like me and you, Brian, are have right here because common sense has gone out the door. 100%. And... They're, 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 they're not bad conversations, and they shouldn't be so, as you said, polarized, polarized yeah. to, th- to think that two people can't talk about something, and, and it's not an attack. It's, it, it, it's, I'm, I'm not 
debating whether somebody's going to heaven or hell, that is far beyond my pay grade. I have no right to determine that, Mm -hmm. but I do have a right to give you my opinion and then my right to talk about facts. And I think we need more of that by by the common people, by the middle class. I am middle class. I am a Johnny lunch bucket. I I am. That, Believe that, me, he's got a bologna sandwich in which, that bucket with Jay's bologna, potato chips. Don't don't you you know what? Ham sandwich. No, you laugh about that. But my I sent my Swiss my, cheese. My kids went to the store, and it is usually salami and ham. Nice. And I said Southside salami. I said one of my favorites <laughs> that we have not bought in a while was bologna and man i used to fry, fry bologna sandwich. oh yeah i'd be like i need my fried bologna it was delicious yeah and then you went something different and you threw it on toast that's johnny that's middle class johnny lunch bucket man oh, you know, leftovers what's in the fridge and you make up that uh well there's a lot of names for it I this think. was by the way before portello's uh big beef uh with <laughs> mozzarella cheese and hot peppers cut in half with a Diet Pepsi. You ever see somebody, they eat a deep dish pizza and then they order a Diet Pepsi? I'm like, really? Well, that's, so you can have that. <laughs> that's so you can have the second piece of pizza. Not oh, really absolutely. Yeah. But no. Um, it's Don't all forget good, the but, chocolate cake, too. But, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we have, uh, we're blessed. I mean, I look at where I live. I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm blessed to have what I have. And God uh, man, is good. So, oh, my gosh. I, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Um, as a C5, C6 quadriplegic that got hurt when he was 17. Yeah. I wouldn't be where I'm at. But, David, we're going to be wrapping up. How can people get a hold of you if they yes. want to so, talk about what you do and, and they want your help to try to keep more money in their pocket? Oh, thank you for asking. So, David, D-O-R, D-W-A-R, my website is uh, is uh, taxfreeretirementsolutions.com, 708-369-1153. And I'm, all, I'm everywhere. I've done four parades <laughs> this 4th of July. And you just contact me. You, you can go to my website, set up an appointment. I'll do an evaluation for you. I'm not fee-based. And then I can see if I can keep Uncle Sam out of your finances because he's hungry, not just for patella beef, your tax dollars. And I can help you out. Well, and our dollars aren't going near as far as they used to go. So, unfortunately, whether that's through your, my three kids eating like grown men or buy a one hundred pound bag of potatoes, it may help. Well, we try everything, but so the, our money's not going as far. So we need no. people like you out there to try to help us uh, legitimately. And, and let me say this real quick here because we're short on time and I'm going to be doing three seminars coming up. So I'll be at the Palace Heights Library next week on July 11th talking about senior identity theft and then next, uh, th- later this month, I'll be uh, on July um, 24th, I'll be at the Payless Heights Library talking about retirement, Social Security, Medicare, and then I'll also be at the uh, Oaklawn Library. So I have some seminars. Come on out. We'll educate you and see if we can help you out. Awesome. I'm glad you're out there, out there serving people and helping them. Thank you for being on the show. Brian, it's been a pleasure. We're, we're going to do more of this. And thank you to my listeners. God bless and have a great